What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. My name's John, and this is our slash Tales from Tech Support. Dime decided to come and join us today. We'll see how long he stays. So far, he's pretty content. Let's read some tech support stories. I think adults were born since that was last true. Not a shop story this time. Me and a family member. Family member. I've been trying to get the second PC installed and it won't work. Family member has inherited a PC and is trying to reinstall Windows. He's calling after apparently three hours of failure and is not hiding his frustration. <sighs> He's actually not completely hopeless with computers, so I indulge with this non-trivial problem. This is probably around 2013. Me. Okay, so what are you trying to do exactly? Family member. Install Windows on this machine. Me. And what have you tried so far? Family member. I've copied all the files over and it won't boot up. Me. Copy them over? From what? Family member. My old PC. What? Like with an image? Surprising, but not impossible. You restored a backup? Family member. Yes, I copied everything over and it doesn't boot. So I start thinking along the lines of repair, install with drivers while he rambles on a bit. Both machines are XP. New PC is old, but not as old as his original one. It's x64, but we'll take his x86 OS if drivers are available. Which they still should be? Not insurmountable. Me. Okay, if you bring it over, I don't mind doing it. Family member. I can do it. I'm not an idiot. I don't need you to do it for me. <laughs> Yet you're three hours into this and you've called me for help. Me. Okay, there's only so much I can do over the phone. You've moved an operating system from one set of hardware to a very different set of hardware. I'm not surprised it's not booting. If you can get drivers in an XP CD, I can talk you through a repair installation. Family member. I shouldn't need to do all that. It should just work. Me. It won't necessarily. You'd be quite lucky if it did. Family member. But that's how it should work. I know what I'm doing. And yet, three hours and ten minutes now, and I'm trying my best. Me. Windows does tie itself to the hardware. There are dependencies, things it relies on. A repair will go through introducing your old operating system to your new hardware for want of a better term, so they can work together. Family member, but I've copied all the files over, it should just work. Me, what did you use? Like, what software did you image your PC with? All it does usually is clone the disk. It wouldn't make any difference if you physically swapped the hard drive. You haven't done anything to... Family member, I don't need to. I formatted the disk and copied the files. <laughs> Me, with what? I named some imaging software off the top of my head to nudge him. Family member, no, no, none of that. I formatted the disk and copied the files onto it. Me. What, like drag and drop? Oh, my. Oh, no, you didn't. You tool of a fook. If somebody knows what that is, let me know down below. So, not completely useless with PCs, but now I remember sitting on his bookshelf, as they probably are to this day, the large paperback books with the titles on the spine, MS-DOS 4, MS-DOS 5, and MS-DOS 6.22. He's done something like format A slash or whatever it is, hasn't he? Me. Ah, oh, right. No, it's a bit more complicated than that. Family member. No, it isn't. That's how it works. It's always been that way. Me. It used to be, yes, but... Family member. You just format the disk and copy the system files. It's always been that way. Me. Yeah, it was. I'm not disagreeing with you, but these days... Rah, rah, ranty, rah. We go around in circles for another 10 minutes. Well, spiral into madness. He's busting out every outdated bit of trivia and popular misconception he can grasp at, 
while I try to explain the progress of computing, family members, Windows is just gooey for DOS, and etc. Me, well, not anymore. Family member, you're just patronizing me. You're being really mean and I'm really upset now. <laughs> me, what? You called me for help. Family member, and you're not giving me any. You're just being patronizing and making fun of me. Me, well, sorry, I can't help you then. I'm going now, and I hang up. Bike Christ of the Weeping Jesus. I don't see him for a while. Things settle. We have some old PCs at work that are functional, but not of any value, so I give him one. We've been discussing Linux since either I mentioned it or he found out for himself online. I tell him clearly there's a known issue on the DVD-ROM and not to rely on it. Find a USB tool for whichever distribution he goes with. Family member. I can't install Linux. Me. Did you use a CD? Family member. Yes, I downloaded and burn a... Me. I said the drive has issues. Use a USB installer. Family member. I don't think that's the problem. I take it home and install something for him. With a USB stick. I think it was Linux Mint, but later on he managed to get Ubuntu on it himself. Sometime later, he and mom take me out for a birthday meal. This is how I discover he's been converted. Like, join the cult levels of Linux worship. Genuine and frightening anger towards Microsoft. And impervious to facts and reason. Family member. Microsoft are all buggers. They just want your money and rip you off. <laughs> Me. Is this still about you trying to drag and drop XP onto a blank disk? Family member. They're just evil, money-grabbing buggers. All they do is take your money and then force the next version of Windows on you so you have to spend it all over again. Me. I think you've described their business model accurately, but it's also born of the necessities of progress. Family member. They should just release one version of Windows and keep supporting that. I don't really want to be getting into this, so I don't bother to ask which funky ferret or gasping goblin he's running. Family member. They should just make one version and support that forever. Or whatever. It's the LTS release, 5-year support. Or standard, 18-month support. Family member. Microsoft forces you to do everything their way. You can do anything with Linux. Or if he's tried formatting a disk and drag and dropping his Ubuntu install on it. Mom is furious enough with him as it is for going on about it at my birthday in a restaurant. So I say nothing, until later when she tells me he's been whining and moaning about it at home for ages, and she's begging him to shut the F up. <laughs> I tell her the above thoughts I kept to myself. She's laughing her butt off. I see it's less about the story and rebuttal as it is the release of frustration. Please, please let me be humble and learn to accept my day when it is time. Let me not be proud. Let me ask for help from generations hence and accept it graciously. Amen. So basically, I look at it like this. I know what I know, and sometimes what I think I know is wrong. At this point, I've not messed with too much software or hardware. I mean, you know, I've done little bits and pieces here and there, you know, swapping out RAM and whatever, putting in new fans with LEDs, which I never turned on. That's better. But basically, I tell my kids, you know, there are some things that I know, but I'm smart enough to also know that I don't know everything. And things change. Sometimes they change faster than I can keep up with or whatever. So right now I could be dumb as a stump with some of this stuff. I know enough to be able to look things up because I know things change so fast. So anyway, that was the long-winded version. And that's what you get. I'm not cutting it down. <laughs> we refuse to be involved with you any longer. I once worked with a company that put vending and arcade machines on locations. Basically, when a location doesn't own their own machines usually places like restaurants and bars, 
A company like this either rents a space for said machine for a flat rate to the location owner, or splits the actual profits from the machine with the location owner. This is not the same place that had idiotic techs working for it. That was a store that sold arcade machines. One day we got a call from a restaurant that our entire row of games had stopped working. Okay, that sounds more like a blown breaker in the building than a problem with any of our games. The location owner responded that he tried turning the breaker back on, but it instantly blew again. We offered to check our machines just to be sure, though we were skeptical that it was anything to do with us. Many arcade and vending machines will have their own fuses, either buried inside the machine or in a separate little fuse holder on the back, near the power cord. So it seems unlikely that anything to do with our games, except a munched power cord, could actually take down a branch circuit. Without going into great detail, I arrived and checked the power cords, which was easy since the machines had already been moved back from the wall. The power cords are fine. A few of our machines have an external fuse holder, so on a hunch I pop one of them out. Some idiot had wrapped tinfoil around the fuse on this machine. Oh my god. All of our techs at this place were well aware of what a fuse is for and why this is a terrible idea. We always checked the fuses on any machine that was new to us. I took pictures from my boss. The two other machines that had external fuse holders had the exact same thing done to them. The kicker was that only one of those machines even had a blown fuse, the other two were fine. I looked inside the machine where the blown fuses were bypassed, and there were several melted wires and the power supply board was fried. I took pictures of that as well. I delivered the boss the bad news. That game had several burned parts and there may be other unseen damage to the motherboard as well, and we wouldn't know until we replaced the obviously bad parts. The power supply board had actual traces burned, so it would need to be entirely replaced. The restaurant owner had cut corners in other ways while running the restaurant, and in this case, when game blacked out on a customer, he just popped out the fuse holder, rather than calling the vending company, which is us, and then wrapped the fuse in tinfoil, rather than replacing it with the proper type fuse. He then proceeded to do the same thing with the other two machines that had external fuse holders accessible from behind. The restaurant owner wouldn't have had to pay a dime for any repairs to the machines anyway, so we really didn't get why he would do this. We never even gave keys to any location owner, partly to prevent them from screwing stuff up. Once the boss found out what had been done with the machines, he put in a priority work order to remove all of our machines from that restaurant before they burned the place down or take our machines with them. The restaurant surprisingly never burned down, but they did eventually go out of business after multiple code violations were discovered. I was not at all surprised. Confession time. I can't say with any degree of certainty that I've never done anything like that in a pinch. The little round screw-in fuses on the old fuse boxes for the house. There have been times when somehow mysteriously a penny would make it into that socket if the fuse was blown. Or the ones that took the long cardboard with the copper-ended fuses. You know, I had some steel plugs, basically solid steel rod that I had cut to the right length. I had a few of them in my truck, and in a pinch, I would slide one of those in place of a blown cardboard fuse. But it was only long enough to do what I had to do while I was there, keeping an eye on things, etc. As soon as I was done, that stuff got pulled and taken with me. I would never try to use that as a permanent solution in any way, shape, or form. So, yeah. This guy sounded like he was just clueless, for one, because half of those fuses weren't even blown. Um, but, yeah. Oh, actually, all of them but one. So, oh well. Look, the cat's still here. Shh. Why you should test your backups. Apologies if this ends up being a bit vague. I don't particularly want any identifying features slipping in, for reasons that will become clearer as we proceed. 
My job involves looking after a server which hosts an SAAS platform. I gotta figure out what that is. Basically, our customers can upload data there for deployment to our products. Every business has a login, which obviously limits them to seeing only their own files. This system is generally pretty trouble-free. The only times it's ever caused problems were due to internet connectivity issues or power failure, which are somewhat beyond its or our control. On the day in question, I had noticed that a new version of the software had been released and was due for installation. This doesn't happen very often and was, in fact, the first time I'd ever updated it. Just in case, I decided to take a backup of the system. Problem, there doesn't seem to be any official method of doing this. There's nothing to say what one should copy and no one tool to do it for you in the system settings. I decided to simply copy the entire system folder to another disk. In fact, two separate disks for good measure, but never expected to actually need them. And as such, it never occurred to me that the folder might not actually contain the data I needed. Running the installer gave the folder selection option, then, are you sure you want to overwrite this folder? Wait, what? Why is it overwriting anything? This is just a simple update. I checked that my backups hadn't spontaneously disappeared, took a deep breath, and hit enter. A few minutes later, the install had finished, and I logged into the web interface. Well, I tried to. Wrong password. Hmm. I used the default admin password, and that worked. Hmm. I hope it hasn't rewritten all the user passwords. Dear reader, as you might have guessed by now, not only had it overwritten all the user details, it had also wiped all their data. <laughs> a fact I came to realize when I was greeted with a blank page. After staring at it for a second, I decided now would be a good time to quickly revert and worry about how one is supposed to update at a later date. Therefore, I copied my own backup folder back into the system, expecting that to solve the situation. Wrong. Now the system started giving out 404 and internal server errors. Something is badly shagged here. At this point, I decided the best course of action would be to completely uninstall the new version, reinstall the old version, and copy the data across. Problem? I don't have the installer for the old version, and it seems to be unobtainable. Okay, don't panic. There's only a few users on this system. If all else fails, I can reconfigure their accounts manually and copy their data from the raw files in the backup folder. I reinstalled the software clean and started adding in the users. Then it was time to copy across each person's data. Only, hmm, doesn't seem to be much data in this folder. Only thumbnail images, and not exactly the highest quality thumbnails either. Well, fortunately enough, some of the data had actually been sent to me by clients for setting up purposes. That filled in a fair chunk of the missing data, but what about the rest? A cover-up would be required. I elected to use the PNG thumbnails to replace the images. I discovered some higher resolution versions deep inside the system folders. Not quite the original resolution, but high enough that the end users probably wouldn't notice the difference. Lessons learned, etc. There is now a much more robust backup system in place, and I'll be sure to test any updates on the offline system before trying it in production. I don't know that I've ever run into that situation because I'm just a generic PC user, so why would I? But when I do backups, yes, there are some backups connected to this machine, um, and I know that's a bad idea. But most of them are also then sent to an offsite. So I'm good. I'm covered. Uh, basically, it's dual here in case a drive fails. And then the offsite in case, God forbid, my house burns down or whatever. Or somebody runs off with my PC. Well, we managed to keep the cat through the whole episode. Right, Dimey? I don't think he's feeling good today. You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.